0: welcome to joyfully queer a podcast dedicated to celebrating the vibrant colors of our community and the strength and resilience that lies at the heart of it all i'm your host bethany your guide to all things queer and joyful i'm an activist an artist an interfaith spirituality and wellness coach and a proud member of the lgbtq plus community here at joyfully queer We are exploring the beauty of our lives and identities. We're here to be a reminder that our joy is powerful, resilient, and absolutely worth celebrating. From the smallest victories to the grandest of achievements, we're diving deep into the moments that make our souls sing. We're here to have fun, explore the fullness of our stories, and celebrate the impact that being free to live our most authentic lives has, both in our community and in the world. We'll be chatting with incredible guests, exploring personal narratives, and unpacking the things that makes the queer experience special. So whether you're a member of the LGBTQ community or an ally, Joyfully Queer is the place for you. So let's get started. Everybody and welcome to our holiday episode. Uh, I'm so excited today because my wife Kelsey is joining me on the podcast today. Kelsey, why don't you introduce yourself to the fine folks at
1: home? I'm Kelsey. My pronouns are she/her. Um, I am obviously Bethany's wife, and um, I'm also a graphic designer and do art in my free time. So,
0: folks. Uh, Soon we're going to have some amazing merch coming and it's probably going to be designed by Kelsey, not going (laughs) to lie, (laughs) because she's amazing. Well, welcome, Kelsey. I'm very glad you're here. I'm
1: excited to be here.
0: Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about one of our favorite Christmas movies. This movie is called Single All the Way and it is a queer Christmas film on Netflix Now, just to warn you, this is not a fully spoiler-free episode. Uh, If you haven't seen the movie and you want to be surprised by things, maybe pause this and go watch it. Um, But for now, let's get started with the IMDb description of the film. Desperate to avoid his family's judgment about his perpetual single status... Peter convinces his best friend Nick to join him for the holidays and pretend that they're now in a relationship. And this movie is starring Michael Urey, Philman Chambers, Kathina Najemi, Barry Boswick, and the incredible Jennifer Coolidge. Kelsey, why did you want to talk about this movie today? Because it's it's just a
1: fantastic, queer Christmas movie. And we need more of them.
0: So many more of them. I think something that I really love about this movie is that uh, the people who are queer in the film are played by queer actors.
1: Yeah, apparently, Michael Yuri actually like insisted that the three romantic leads be played by gay car- gay actors.
0: That's amazing. I think that that's so important for representation because you've got folks who like actually have lived that experience. So uh, Michael Yuri plays the main character, who is Peter. Peter has a love of plants. Uh, he is a social media influencer of some sort. He takes a lot of photos for advertising.
1: Yeah, I think he's more on the advertising end.
0: It's yeah. not one hundred
1: percent clear. What it's he a does.
0: little unclear.
1: Yeah, he's he's having photos being taken. He can take the photos, but he's also like organizing. He seems to be like an organizer of some kind. He's like an art director, maybe. Maybe that seems to fit. Yeah, but
0: the movie starts out with him taking, being there while photos are taken of influencers who are all queer social media influencers all dressed up like Santas uh, for his ad campaign for shaving cream.
1: Yeah, so they have the little, like, shaving cream beards to look like Santa, and they're, like, little red boxers and <laughs> Santa hats. It's, it's, you know, sufficiently ridiculous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and our other main character is Nick, who is played by Philemon Cham- Chambers. Philemon Chambers. Um, and he, I think, is pretty new to the scene. Seems to be. he. I checked his IMDb page, and it looks like he's done a couple of, like, shorts. But this is his first big movie. And, y'all, he is just, like, the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He's
1: pretty adorable. Those eyes. He's just got the biggest eyes. Just, like, heart emoji face. Heart emoji face.
0: That is just Nick. 100%. <laughs> He's gorgeous. He's precious. I just want to squeeze him a little bit. And so the two of them are best friends. And uh, Peter is planning on going home for the holidays. And he's going to bring his boyfriend.
1: His boyfriend, who he's apparently been seeing for three months and nobody else in his life has met before. Which is like red flag city.
0: Red flag, red flag. (laughs) (laughs) So he has this this boyfriend, and the boyfriend comes to a Christmas party with him and meets Nick. And he's freaking gorgeous, of course. Very gorgeous. Like the most beautiful heart surgeon in the world. And um, I also looked him up on IMDb, and I don't think he's really done anything. So I think they were like, here, beautiful man. Come play this part in this movie.
1: He definitely was not picked for his acting
0: skills. (laughs) But he did his best. He did his best. (laughs) And so he agrees to go home with Peter for the holidays. And Peter is so excited that he's going to be bringing a man home for the first time ever, who's actually his boyfriend. And then, spoiler alert, Nick finds something out about him
1: because Nick you find out Nick is a task rabbit. So kind of, you know, he gets called for different handy man jobs locally. And so he's putting up Christmas lights and for this woman and her husband comes home and, um, they gasp. It's Nick's no, not Nick. It's Peter's boyfriend. Peter's
0: boyfriend is married to a woman with kids.
1: Majorly problematic.
0: (laughs) Very, very upsetting. I will say, though, I really appreciated um, Nick went back home and he told Peter. They didn't do the trope of Peter getting upset and not believing Nick or anything like that, which I really appreciated. The other thing I really appreciated about this was that Peter when he was talking to the doctor, man, I don't remember his, I don't know that it matters. It doesn't matter when he's talking to Dr. Man on the phone, he uh, specifically says, I don't want to judge your journey, but don't do this to anybody else. And I really appreciated that. Like, okay, this guy did a really shitty thing and he, he hurt Peter. Um, It, uh, he seems to be in a committed relationship and, could potentially really be hurting this person that he's in a relationship with. Um, but Peter acknowledges like coming out is a process and it can get messy. And then he also expresses his feelings of like the way that you handled this was not good. It hurt me. Don't do it to anybody else.
1: it was it was a very adult reaction, even though he was he was clearly very much hurting in that moment. Yes.
0: poor Peter. Poor Peter. <laughs> But it's okay. He had his plants with him.
1: He had his plants.
0: Because he loves plants, especially Linda, who has gotten him through so much heartbreak. Yes.
1: And then Judith, his it looks like an aloe vera plant, is very is very jealous. Also, <laughs> he is just the cutest like plant daddy ever. Hashtag
0: plant daddy. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit more about Nick because Nick, I feel like i really vibe with i think we would be best friends nick is all about the gig economy Uh, so he is a task rabbit which means that he's does handyman things um, around the city to make money and he's also an artist and a writer and he's written this children's book about his dog which is like the queerest thing ever
1: His rescue dog. His rescue
0: dog. The book is about him rescuing his dog from the shelter.
1: It's very queer. It's It's very adorable.
0: So cute. So we have these quote unquote best friends who love plants and their dogs or their dog. And they live together in this beautiful little house in LA and do queer things together. But they're not in love. They're just best friends. They're
1: just best friends.
0: They're definitely best friends. That's all it is. There's nothing else there.
1: There couldn't possibly be.
0: They might finish each other's sentences. They might pick out outfits for each other.
1: Literally, he picked (laughs) out an outfit for him in the first five minutes of the movie. (laughs) And he says, you know me so well, Like. First five minutes, like, it's very clear where this is going. But they're just friends, Kelsey. Okay.
0: Not all gay men love each other. This
1: is very true. Yeah. Christmas Carol. (laughs) Christmas Carol tells us all about this, that just because gay men are friends doesn't mean they have to be in a relationship, which I will say is a very, very good point. And she is a very good mother for, like, doing research rather than just, like, constantly asking her son about things. In this particular case, she's wrong, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we don't know that yet. So (laughs) Peter invites Nick to come home with him for Christmas. And he decides that Nick and him should pretend to be boyfriends so that he won't be the single person going home to his family yet again. I don't see anything going wrong with this. Do you, Kelsey? No. No.
1: It also seems like a pretty large leap, but when you meet his family, you cannot hundred percent understand <laughs> why he decided to do this. Because I don't think most people, rationally, would say like, "Hey, let's let's go be pretend to be boyfriends with my platonic, quote unquote, quote, unquote. unquote, platonic best friends." Um, but his family's intense. So I feel you, bud.
0: His family cares so much. So much. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) So they get to New Hampshire and we're greeted by Christmas Carol, which is his mom's drag name for his mom's Christmas drag name, Christmas Carol. And Christmas Carol loves to make signs like funny signs and witty signs Little like like,
1: mom farmhouse signs that are funny, but you see them a million times. And they're
0: just all over the entire house, they're everywhere. everywhere.
1: Right when you walk in the door, she's made a big one that's a countdown to Christmas.
0: Oh, she's so precious with her reindeer antlers on top of her head and her Christmas sweater. And she's just so, so happy to see Peter. And she's so excited that Nick is there. And she's just like the TV mom that everyone dreams of. She is.
1: She's really good
0: mom. She's such a good mom. And she really cares about the LGBTT community.
1: Yes, The Running Joke <laughs> is this book that she has read about raising her LGBTTTT child. And it is hilarious. And it is, <laughs> you know, it is all done with love. She uh, tries so hard. She tries.
0: She tries really, really hard. <laughs> but uh, Peter and Nick have gone there for shenanigans. And they don't even get to the shenanigans before oh, Christmas no. Carol tells Peter that she has is setting him up with her trainer, who is brand new in town. And all of the women fell in love with him, but he's gay.
1: In small town, New Hampshire.
0: There's another gay.
1: There's actually another gay that's single.
0: And we don't know what he looks like because she doesn't have any pictures. But Nick tells Peter, you really should go on this date.
1: Because obviously Nick doesn't want to keep keep <laughs> up the
0: farts. <laughs> so Peter agrees, um, but before we get to the first date, let's talk about let's talk about his dad.
1: Oh my gosh, his dad!
0: His dad is like, played by Barry Boswick from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show fame.
1: He is also adorable. This whole family is adorable. Um, And he's, like, starts out with, like, low-key trying to convince (laughs) Nick to take care of a plumbing issue. Uh, But he was told by Christmas Carol that he couldn't just ask Nick (laughs) to fix the plumbing. So he's just, like, oh, woe is me. Like, oh. My
0: pipe is leaking. I must call a plumber. Oh, no. And
1: Nick, the adorable, adorable task rabbit that he is. just just like i'll help you with that the heart
0: emoji eyes i love having a family to be with at christmas yes
1: i think we should back up and say nick does not have a family we know Mm -hmm. that his mom was around when he was younger and he had really great christmases with her
0: yes but he's been alone i think she passed and he's been alone since he was 17 which is how he knows how to do so many things because he's had to teach himself how to take care of himself over the years as he's grown up. Yes.
1: So Nick is just loving having a family for Christmas.
0: Yes. And he also informs the dad that he learned a lot of his skills from HGTV, <laughs> which the dad then asks, does that stand for homosexual gay television? <laughs> And Nick says, Yep, yeah, basically, basically, that's right. And the dad says, Oh, I might have to check that out. It's not porn, is it? <laughs> precious, precious humans, one and all.
1: Well, and Nick's response is like, Kind of, <laughs> kind of is. Kind of is. <laughs> and
0: the amount of gay men in my life who uh, would agree. It's high. It's a a high amount. (laughs) So, um, let's bring in James.
1: Oh, James. Oh, James. Luke McFarlane, the heartthrob of both queer and straight Hallmark movies. (laughs) (laughs) He is
0: gorgeous, and he plays um, the trainer that Christmas Carol is trying to hook Peter up with, and... The look that Peter gives him when he sees him in person for the first time, I thought he was going to pass out. Yeah. His jaw is definitely on the floor. (laughs) I think I would have personally turned around and walked away. I would have been like, Christmas Carol! (laughs) What are you thinking? That is a gorgeous, gorgeous man. (laughs) And I'm a plant daddy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But... I, I think Michael Yuri is pretty. Is pretty cute too. He's cute. He's I wouldn't precious. say. I wouldn't say he's hot the same way Luke McFarland is. But, no, um, no. He's he's very cute and sweet,
0: and Luke McFarland is like fire, like a like a fireman with his shirt off, definitely like being fireman. sprayed down with a hose.
1: Kind of hot. Fireman vibes. Lumberjack yes. vibes. Well,
0: definitely looks very
1: good in a flannel
0: (laughs) he fits right into this new hampshire town
1: (laughs) where all the old ladies love him
0: (laughs) and him and peter they hit it off in the first date and then they go on a second date which is skiing skiing which again i would turn around and walk
1: away these are definitely not our people (laughs) um they make a joke about when uh Peter is telling James how he met Nick is that they were basically scheming at the gym that they both were brand new to because apparently that's where they go to like meet other gay people which was not something I realized or would ever think to do because I think I'm allergic to the gym (laughs) but um it's it's pretty cute that their little story of like they knew each other. They were from Chicago. They had an African gray parrot together, and they did get the like family membership discount. I'm
0: a little bit sad we didn't get to see the meet cute between Nick and Peter it sounds because it cute. sounds pretty cute. It does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I, I over the course of the movie, I think it takes place over like ten days. Um, Peter and James go on three different dates, and. I've gotta admit, I did have a moment where I was like, are y'all lesbians? Because this is feeling you hauling very quickly.
1: They have a limited amount of time. He's <laughs> only there. I don't know when he's leaving after Christmas, but like he's there for Christmas.
0: And for James, apparently.
1: James, apparently. They're it's 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 hard because they have some chemistry. They, they are, do. They're cute. They they have some great banter. And if like Nick and Peter weren't like absolutely perfect for each other. I feel like James is like a real close second.
0: James is so cute. He's so sweet. He seems like really kind. Yes. He's not the kind of pretentious second person that you normally see in a lot of these movies, I don't think. They set him up. The the love interest, who's like not actually a good person. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that he seems like a really quality human. I think they make it a hard choice for Peter. They do. They do. It's pretty cute. So the second thing that I really love about this movie is that being queer is never the problem. It's never the issue in the movie. No. There's no homophobia in the movie. Um, Peter and James, they like are super flirty in a Christmas tree park and they kiss on a ski mountain and uh, the family is super affirming. Not necessarily affirming of Peter being with James because they've all
1: decided that he should be with Nick. Except for Christmas Carol who was very Peter and James. She's- <laughs> But she's set up Peter and James, so she's invested.
0: <laughs> but it's just really refreshing to have a movie that stars queer people where being queer isn't the problem. Right. It really, I mean, other than the fact that they are queer, it's not a really big part of the story. No, it's really not. I feel like the most
1: that they touch on it is that Christmas Carol read that book. She mm-hmm. brings it up, like, three different times. It's a running joke. She keeps mispronouncing the title. But, like... So she's like read about like being a better mom to, you know, your queer child. And it's, it's cute, but it's, it's never an issue. It's never, Mm -hmm. it's never the point of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tension in it. Like it just is like any other like rom-com would be. It's, Mm -hmm. it's something that like you don't realize is like so common in other kind of movies that is not as common in queer movies is that something about being queer is almost all of the time in some way a point of tension in a movie or a story or book or whatever like this is really like pretty unique it's one of the first movies we've seen where this has been the case especially like your typical christmas like holiday rom-com type movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah usually
0: um when you get the holiday rom-com with the queer character they're cl- closeted and have to figure out how to come out or they're going home to a non-affirming family
1: or something like that like some and- other uh christmas <laughs> movie we won't we won't mention at this point in time. <laughs> this movie was what we wished the happiest season was. It's,
0: oh my God, this is what we wanted happiest season to be. They want them to do like a reboot of the happiest
1: season where like this, this is the movie. I just need Arby Plaza's movie. Our Aubrey Plaza's movie needs to be here now. Yes, please.
0: <laughs> so this family, while they're... Amazing and not homophobic at all. They are very intense. So you've got Christmas Carol. You got the dad. There are two nieces who have very much attached themselves to Nick and are doing their damnedest to get Peter and Nick to be together. They're meddling. They're very meddling. Um, There's the sister Lisa, who is a She's so weird.
1: She's so weird and I love her.
0: <laughs> Lisa is played by Jennifer Robert Robertson, who was on Shit's Creek. Um,
1: Another show we should talk about sometime. That's oh, 100%. Just chef's <laughs> Kiss, amazing.
0: <laughs> and what I love about Lisa is that she's very enthusiastic about everything. Everything. And she gets so easily drawn into the plots of others. <laughs> when the nieces are meddling and trying to get James and Peter apart so that Peter can be with Nick, Lisa is all in. She does whatever she has to do,
1: including, um, (laughs) she she ends up They're in the bar. Peter and James are in the bar having a date. The nieces call. So her daughters call and are like, are they there? And she's like, they are. They're like, Get them apart. Do whatever you can. She goes. She goes, and it's not good. He's super hot.
0: (laughs) And so the nieces say, "Do whatever you have to do to get them apart." And so she like rushes towards them and like pours food all over James. Blames (laughs) Blames, <laughs> blames it on Peter and then goes into this tirade about how Peter is just the worst and how he like ruined everything for her as a kid. He like destroyed her science fair projects and she had figured out how to stop the polar ice caps from melting. And then she forgot how she did it. So now we have global Warming because of Peter.
1: Global warming is Peter's fault.
0: (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) And then friends. And then. We have Jennifer. Coolidge who plays aunt Sandy.
1: I feel like I need to leave this all to you. Jennifer
0: Coolidge is my favorite. I just honestly. If there was an aunt Sandy movie. I would just watch that all by itself. Um. And Aunt Sandy is everything that you hope and dream Jennifer Coolidge would be. She is kooky. She's ridiculous. She's self-absorbed. She um, used to live in New York, where she was, uh, as her family put it, on Broadway. No, off Broadway. No, the understudy for someone who was in the play off Broadway. Uh,
1: <laughs> she thinks she's a better actor. She thinks she's a big deal. She thinks she's a big deal and she is taking this Christmas pageant that all of her nieces and nephews are in so seriously which is apparently something she has done since all of the adults were children so this is this is a long line of like her just being a lot when it comes to this Christmas pageant
0: she writes and directs the town Christmas pageant every year And I've got to say, uh, my favorite part of the entire movie is her introduction to to um, Mary. She goes,
1: "I'm not even gonna be able to get
0: through through it." She she goes, "Really? There's nothing quite remarkable about
1: Mary." So dramatic.
0: Um, at the end of the movie, when they're actually doing the pageant, she dresses up in a Glinda costume to be the narrator. Why is she in a Glinda
1: costume? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's not just like feeling like a, it is a straight up Glinda costume. She has the crown and, and the wand and everything. Like, I don't know what she thought she's doing there, but it is hilarious, <laughs> whatever it is.
0: So, Jennifer Coolidge is um, in charge of the holiday pageant, the Christmas pageant, and the family decides that they must get Peter and Nick to spend more time together. Being best friends and roommates does not cut it. um they must spend more time together they need
1: a new space they need a new situation they need the
0: magic of christmas to show them that they love each other yes and so they convince aunt sandy that uh she should ask them to help her and um you know like nick could build the sets peter can do whatever peter's good at he's good
1: at styling things yeah he's an
0: art director we think He threw some straw around. It was really lovely. (laughs) And she agrees. And I wrote down her quote because it was amazing. She goes, it's not because the gays know theater. They're survivors. The gays just know how to do stuff. And for some reason, they're always obsessed with me. I don't know why, but I like it. And I, I really think that was just Jennifer
1: Coolidge talking. That was 100% just Jennifer <laughs> Coolidge talking right there. Like, the gays love Jennifer Coolidge. I don't know if that was written, but like if it was written and not ad-libbed, it was definitely written for her. because <laughs>
0: Oh, no one else could play Aunt Sandy. No,
1: no one else could play Aunt
0: Sandy. It <laughs> was just divine. <laughs>
1: She stole the Christmas tree ornaments as her earrings, which I noticed on this watch that they the the mom got a new Christmas tree. It came with all these. It's like a white Christmas tree. It came with these gold star ornaments. She's so excited. Nobody else is. And then she has like Sandy like take her earrings off because you realize that she's stolen the ornaments off the tree. Well, we're watching it this time. And I realized that. When she, in, like, comes in, she's introduced for the first time. She's wearing that ornament, those ornaments. So she made a pit stop in the living room to take those ornaments off the tree <laughs> to make her grand entrance. What is she singing when she comes in? She's, drink- she's singing some, some like... Some Whitney Houston song, right? Some Christmas song. <laughs> it's overdramatic. And, yeah, I realized at that point that she has, at that point, stolen the Christmas ornaments, which I feel, like, kind of, like... Fully, fully shows her character,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and the banter between her and Kathy Najemi is so great. It's gold. It's just there. Oh, like I said, I want that movie. Just the two of them. (laughs) The two of them. Um, Some sort of hijinks. Christmas Carol and Aunt Sandy. Ugh, I would watch Road Trip.
1: Christmas Road Trip. Oh my God, how funny would that be? (laughs) Oh,
0: we should write it and pitch it. (laughs) We get to the end of the movie, Nick has realized over the course of the movie with the help of the family that he does love Peter. Peter has realized that he would like to move back home to be with his family because he misses them ever so much. He's really trying to convince himself that he wants to be with James, but there's still just a little bit of He's a afraid. little bit of a question there.
1: He's afraid he'll lose Nick's friendship. And his friendship means so much that he doesn't want to like he tells his he tells his nieces that he would
0: be with Nick, but he doesn't want to lose Nick as his friend. And so Nick decides that he's gonna pour his heart out to Peter and tells him that he's in love. And Peter, Peter is shocked.
1: He is shocked. He is shocked in a way that I don't think he should be. No, he definitely should have (laughs) known this was coming. I mean, they spent... This declaration comes at the end of the Christmas pageant. They spent the entire Christmas pageant like wrapped around each other which james sees by the way because he was invited to the christmas pageant and i just feel for poor james poor james
0: he was so excited there was another gay in town he was. and he's so hung up on another guy
1: i know <laughs> i mean they were really cute it's it really is a hard choice because james isn't just like a throwaway character he's, he's not he's cute and he's funny like Mm-hmm. I would say he he deserves better, but I feel like he ends up having a decent ending. I think so. So
0: Nick tells Peter that he's in love with him. Peter doesn't know how to react to that. And then James comes in and says, Let's go get a drink. And Peter does. Poor timing. Poor timing. So Peter goes to the bar with James. Nick says he'll be right behind them, but really he's just. So sad,
1: very sad. He has
0: a very big sad. Yes,
1: he yeah. He's immediately checking like flights, getting a hotel. He's packing up and he's leaving because he has a huge sad. He has a
0: huge sad. So you see him getting ready to leave, and Peter and James are talking, and James is telling Peter, "We're not a match. You are very much in love with Nick." And does Peter finally see it? I think he does. I think he finally sees it. He finally sees it. The
1: light bulb goes off.
0: Oh, I am in love with Nick. And he rushes home and Nick's not there.
1: So then what he like tries to figure out is he's like texting Nick and calling Nick like crazy and not getting a response. And so he... He starts to head off towards the airport, I think. Yeah,
0: he figured that that's where, that's where that's, Nick went. That's where Nick And went. then he sees their rental car on the side of the road in front of this building. And he goes into the building. And Nick has taken a final task rabbit job in the city. And he's painting this building. And Peter rushes in. And he says, why haven't you answered your phone?
1: He's like, it's been eight minutes. <laughs> and I'm busy. <laughs> but kinder
0: (laughs) (laughs) because he's the heart eye emoji. (laughs) And so Peter is like trying to compose himself long enough to declare his love. And Nick tells him,
1: Nick tells him that he has paid for six months rent in this place that they're standing in. He just painted it. So that way Peter can open up his little plant shop.
0: So Peter can move home and fulfill his love of plants by selling plants in this quaint little New Hampshire town. Now that's love. Definitely. And Peter is like, but I love you. And and professes his love to Nick. And, and Nick is like, but why didn't you say you loved me before when I told you that I loved you?
1: Peter's like, I was scared.
0: I don't want to lose you as my best friend. And and then they end up deciding that they they love each other and they kiss.
1: Rush forward and a passionate kiss.
0: Passionate kiss.
1: So many kisses. And this is the point when Bethany always like squeeze and has the heart eye emoji face.
0: <laughs> my eyes tear up a little bit. I just get so excited because they're just so cute. And you've been waiting for an hour and a half. For them to finally figure out that they want to smush each other's faces against each other. It's
1: very satisfying.
0: It really, really is. (laughs) And so Nick does not go to the airport. They go back to Peter's house. And then
1: it's Christmas.
0: It's Christmas morning. And everyone's opening their gifts. And everybody has um, signs from Christmas Carol that they love.
1: (laughs) Even though internally, they're probably like, really? Another
0: sign. Thank you, Christmas Carol. Thank you, Christmas Carol. (laughs) And then Nick and Peter tell the family, oh, we have one more gift. And they give it to the two little boys. And the little boys open it up. And what's inside? It's
1: the second book to saving Emmett.
0: And so (laughs) they tell the family that they're going to be moving to New Hampshire. Nick and Peter and Emmett together as a couple, and they tell it through this story, which um, we imagine is going to be Nick's next book.
1: It's definitely going to be Nick's next book. Yes. and the entire family loses their minds. They
0: lose their damn minds they because so they're so happy.
1: They're they're just without words. <laughs>
0: overjoyed <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie ends and it's so precious and beautiful and i love Thank it so you. much i think that it's really great that um it it subverts the idea that queer people can't exist and be happy in small towns
1: because queer people definitely do exist and continue to exist in, in small towns and have happy lives. It's not always easy for sure, depending mm-hmm. on where you're at, but like it is, you know, not everybody's pace is LA. And I think that mm-hmm. like, definitely this, this movie shows that Peter is just over the grind. the grind,
0: the hustle and the grind. He wants to have his little plant shop with his little family and just, and he misses his family. Yeah, he he wants to like dance with his nieces and go skiing and just like live his cute little normal life. Think of how many more
1: dance numbers he can do with his nieces if he lives so there. So
0: many dance numbers.
1: <laughs> They're just going to have a whole variety show soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're really hoping for a sequel.
1: We definitely need a sequel.
0: Um, We're really hoping that. Studios like Netflix and others will continue to make movies like this because we need more movies that are good, fun, that um, show queer people just like existing in the world, that show that the conflict doesn't have to be that you're coming out of the closet to, you know, uh, an unaccepting family. Like it can. It's okay for us to have stories that are cheesy and predictable and precious. Um, and we need more of that in the
1: world. I definitely think this movie like embodies the the queer joy of just
0: existing. Finding love at Christmas as a queer person. Yes.
1: The magic of Christmas for for queers in our lives.
0: Yeah. I know. I know. I love it. We've watched it twice this year. Yes. So. Uh, if you're listening to this like writers and directors and big studio people bring us more of this because we want
1: it small studio people too
0: yes all the studio people (laughs) (laughs) well Kelsey I'm very excited that you were on the podcast with me today
1: i was very happy to be here
0: um Y'all, Kelsey is definitely going to be back because we are big nerds and we're definitely going to nerd out together
1: on some of these episodes. I definitely have some other things to nerd out about.
0: So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, everyone at home, I hope you have a very happy holiday. (laughs) Happy holidays. Bye. welcome back to my favorite part of the podcast glimmers this part of the show is a time to lift up the things that make us smile and celebrate the moments that remind us all that even in the midst of life's challenges there's always a glimmer of joy kelsey what's your glimmer for the week
1: so my glimmer is definitely finding queer merch for your favorite fandom so for example, this very popular trans TARDIS pin became available for presale this week. We were super excited at it and looking at it. And of course, we had to like look to see what else was available from this really awesome person that made this TARDIS pin. And my wonderful wife found a rainbow Star Trek pin. And I was so excited. I literally gasped when I saw it. Obviously, we got it. And there's just something so exciting about finding queer things for shows that you love and knowing that there's other queer people out there that get it. I can't wait
0: to put it on my uh, on my jacket. We're going to look so queer and so
1: nerdy and it's going to be so amazing. I like quite the queer collection of the jackets <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. So that's our glimmer for this week. If you have a glimmer that you would like to submit to the podcast, you can do that by emailing me at joyfullyqueerpod at gmail.com. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks. If you liked this episode and want to help the Joyfully Queer community grow, there are a few things you can do. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and leave a positive review for Joyfully Queer on your favorite podcasting site. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Joyfully Queer and on Instagram at Joyfully Queer Podcast. I truly want this podcast to represent our community. So if you would like to be a guest on the show, or if you have a topic that you think would make a great episode, please email me at joyfullyqueerpod at gmail.com. Until next time, this is your host, Bethany, wishing you a queertastic day.